it's it's not if it's going to happen, but it's more so when it's going to happen. And when you have that mindset, you just show up consistently for the things that you want to achieve. And you're grateful for where you are because you know, that's not where you're always going to be. And it's like uh, the mindset of like, smell the roses more. 99% of people when they get to the end of their life, they wish that they did that. And I don't want to get to the end of my life thinking, I wish I was more present in where I'm at because I know that where I want to be is, will be my, will be my future if I just am where I'm at. And I think that's a really big thing is a lot of people just have really short-term perspectives on life. Like they're thinking about today, tomorrow, the next day. Um, and they're not thinking about where they're going to be in five years from now and just actually recognizing that that is a reality. It is going to happen. So let me be where I'm at right now because that next thing is is going to be exciting, but then there's always going to be something else that's coming up next. And it never ends. There's no destination. It's just a destination getting you to the next destination and it just keeps going. I believe that love is all around us. Love is everything and everywhere. I am love. You are love. We are all love. In our divinity, in our soul, in the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week in this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others, to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one, and it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you, I support you, and I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. Today's guest is the youngest to ever be on the podcast. He's a personal coach and became the youngest certified coach of over a thousand who joined that program. James Bracken is only 20 years old, but already has a top 1% podcast globally called the You Can Too Podcast. Through his coaching and podcast, James will help you live with intention so you minimize regret and expand your belief in yourself. During the episode, we talk about how you may not really be who you think you are, because most of us are just recycling past ideas and versions of ourself instead of living anew and creating from this exact moment. We talk about how the deaths of his father, uncle, and grandfather created a shift in his perspective, turning his pain into the life he wanted to live. We get into a bunch more about James's life and the awesome work he's doing. All right, well, James. My man, I want to welcome you to the podcast. Thank you for being here, buddy. Thank you for having me, Justin. I appreciate you. I'm excited to jump in. And like you said, it's more of a conversation than an interview. And that's how I like it. No prep. And I'm excited to have a chat, man. Dude, I, I honestly, that's what it is. They're, they're, they're very conversational. It's like every time I have like some notes that I write down, but it's it's like funny. Sometimes I'll have like five or six notes written down and we don't touch one of them. And it's like, <laughs> and I was like, I love it that way too. Cause it's like, I have these here in case we need to, but if we, you know, let the conversation go where it goes and if it doesn't touch one of these things and it just doesn't, and there's like a nice freedom in that. Yeah. I th- like I said before this, I, I feel like most podcasts that go down rabbit holes, you don't expect to go down are the best podcast because then more value that you don't expect to, to lean into. I have a bunch of notes when I have people on my podcast as well, but a lot of the time I'm just asking questions based on their answer that I didn't expect to ask. So it's exactly how it's supposed to be, man. I love it. Yeah. I was going to ask you that exactly too. Yeah. So you have the, the you can Too podcast. I love that. The title is awesome. Yeah. You can too. Um, and then, so is that what it's like? Are they really conversational? Like you kind of just mentioned that you have these ideas, but you just kind of let them go where the conversations go. 
Yeah, I think I definitely go into it with a lot of preparation. Like that's something I I want to say I take pride in a lot because I love having someone on the podcast and telling them something that they didn't expect me to know about them and then being surprised about it and then going down a rabbit hole based on that. But I definitely have a lot of prep, but there's definitely rabbit holes that I don't expect to go down. And that that's very exciting for sure. I have one later today uh, on that. Nice. Who are some of the guests you're having on your podcast? Um, I have uh, Seth Godin. Um, Chris Doe, uh, Gary Brecka, which was a really cool episode recently. Gary Brecka. Um, nice, man. I literally just, just in the last like two weeks, uh, really discovered him. And uh, I'm going to be getting that gene test in the next like ah, few months. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just to understand like where my body's depleted, like what I'm missing in order for my body to really function and run as properly as humanly possible. So that's cool, man. Good for you. You had Gary Brecka. That's awesome. Yeah, his his episode with Joe Rogan came out like a week after ours, which was so funny because I didn't really know much about him uh, either. And then I just dove into his content on Instagram. I think I had him on before he even had, you know, he probably had 600,000 followers or something crazy. That dude's just massively blowing up over these past months. He has like a million point, uh, point 1.4 million on Instagram or something crazy because seeing the stuff that he's putting into the world, it's impacting so many so many people. So it was, a, it was a great conversation. It's definitely cool to be connected with people like that. Nice, man. Good for you. That's sweet. Uh, dude, how did you start the podcast? Where did this come from? Why did you feel inspired to start this podcast? Why do you want to let everyone out there know that you can too? Like, Where did this fire and this start come from for you? Yeah. Uh, well, it started in my car, funny enough. Um, I wasn't able to have guests on the show when I first started. I didn't have Etherconnect, Ethernet connected in my room. And so every time I hop, hop on a podcast or even a call with somebody, it would just end up dropping or having a bunch of mishaps in the middle of it. And I, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm not a great editor and I did not want to go back through and edit and edit and edit and edit. And so I that's why like most of my podcasts now, there's really very little editing. I record the podcast. If something happens throughout it, I'll edit it and, and go through. But most of it's just straight through, no edits whatsoever. And that's how I like it. It's organic, just like how this is, right? Um, so it started my podcast, or it started in my car. And it was something that I just felt like was inside of me that I needed to bring to the world, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like most people that do anything, you feel called to do something. You trust your intuition more than you trust your mind that wants to hold you back. And so I invested into a coaching program when I was 17. I know that sounds crazy, but it was to become a coach. Um, I invested more money than I had and it forced me to put my back against the wall and pretty much just start posting online and showing up for myself in a way that I always wanted to, but didn't have the, the confidence to do and investing myself forced me to do it. And so in investing into a coaching program to become a coach, I said, well, if I'm going to be posting online anyway, might as well start the podcast that I've always wanted to start. And so I started in my car um, with the hopes of, you know, speaking with people as I'm speaking to now, Seth Godin and so many other amazing humans. And it started with that, man. I mean, I read so many books and just dove into so many people's work that just inspired me. And I thought it would be really cool to speak with these people and ask the questions that I want to ask them. And, you know, having a podcast, just as you know, provides you with opportunities that you wouldn't otherwise have if you didn't be able to provide value to those kind of people. And so it started like that. The the You Can Too was something that I think was a almost an affirmation to myself in some way. Um, you know, I grew up in a, a small town in, in upstate New York and there's not much around here, man. So not really seeing much opportunity of what life could be like, um, even just doing work that you enjoy. Like I wake up every day excited to wake up and do the things that I get to do. And I don't think many people get to do that. And so just seeing many inspiring people do amazing things just inspired me to reinforce the mindset that I can too. And so many other people can, but the beliefs that they can't is the thing that's holding them back. And so the core emphasis of the podcast is to help people really unlearn those beliefs that hold them back from showing up in ways to actually make change in their life. And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it came to be. Nice one. Uh, and so these guests you're having on, are they guests who've just like accomplished a lot? Are they guests who have, you know, had difficult times in life that they pushed through? Um, like what, I guess, what are the type of guests, like who are the type of people you're trying to speak to? Yeah, I think the the guests come through curiosity, man. Like I assume for you too, as well. Like a lot of the people I speak to, I'm just curious about their journey one. And I also want to just deconstruct how they got to where they are. Like I'll use Gary Breck for an example. I didn't know much about health in any capacity, but I want to know what got him into this, into this path to begin with. Like, what are some of the things that you had to let go of to be able to do what you're doing now? He used to be in uh, the insurance industry, just telling people a lot about that, about that kind of journey. I wanted to dive deeper into that journey to see how he even got to the point where he is now and helping people with their health. Because when he was in the insurance industry, he wasn't even able to tell people how they could 
fix their life. And so I think there's just so much that goes down to even Seth Godin. He's a 21 international bestselling author. Everyone sees him as this amazing human now, but when he first get it, got started writing, how did that look like? And so I want to deconstruct it and almost bring humility to the people that are so high in such a way that people look up to them to bring them back down to earth and help them help my, my audience really recognize that they're humans too. And they're still unlearning a lot of things in their life, no matter what you get to, no matter what you accomplish. Nice, man. It's a beautiful thing to show other people out there, like really what's possible. Because I feel like one of the, and I, I've seen a couple of your videos to talk about this too, our own self-limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. It's like we have the ability to really achieve our goals and accomplish anything that we want to achieve. And the biggest thing standing in our way is ourselves. It's just our own lack, our own thoughts about ourselves based on the prior versions of who we were that we're taking that past into the present moment now. And you talk about one of that, you talk about that in one of your videos that I love. It's like one of the ones that you have pinned at the top. Yeah. It's that you are not, you're, you're not who you think you are video. Mm-hmm. And that resonated with me so much. Cause I, it's so true. It's like who you are right now is whoever you want to be. It's we act now based off of things we've been told in the past, who we think that we are, those past experiences, when in reality, this present moment has nothing to do with those things whatsoever. The only thing that makes them similar to where they've been in the past is our thoughts about who we are that we bring into this present moment. Um, But the present moment is beautiful. It's all we ever have. Nothing else exists besides this moment right now, and then now, and now, and now. It's the infinite present moment as all we ever have. And it's when we pull our thoughts of who we were in the past into now, we take away from that present moment. We take away from who we can actually possibly be in this moment. We take away from our fullness, from the brightest light that we can possibly shine because we are, again, perceiving ourselves as that past version of ourselves. And I just love that, man. I could not believe in that more. Um, And I think that's a really important message for people to understand. And that's like a shift of our, it's like a dimensional shift of our perspective when we can actually realize wow, who I am now is not based off of who I was before, right? That crappy way I felt about myself before, I don't need to take this into this present moment right now. Yeah, it's it's so big. And I can just think of multiple different books on that topic that got me you know, thinking about this to begin with, because you're right, man, it's such a paradigm shift. You see the world through a different lens when you recognize that you are not who you think you are. Like who you think you are and who you actually are are two separate people. And that that idea in itself is so important for people to recognize, but they're so they're so in their mind about who they are, this identity that they've created based on their past experiences. As you said, it's like, if you want a different future, you can't keep identifying with the past version of yourself. And it's so important. And I, I want to name two books because they're just coming to mind for me right now. The first one is Psycho-Cybernetics that was just so impactful. One of my first mentors recommended it to me. And it had such a big impact on me because it helps people understand how our self-image plays out in our lives. And we don't really think about it much, like how we think about ourselves isn't that important. But I always go back to the reality that uh, Tom Billy said, it was a quote that I really resonate with, that all that matters is how you feel about yourself when you're by yourself. And for many people, you know, we can't sit by by ourselves without thinking negative thoughts or thinking about the mistakes that we made or thinking about the worries that we have for the future. The second book that uh, just came to mind for me is Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza. This is one that I don't know many people have read it. Most times when I bring it up, not many people have read it, but it's going to help people a lot. It's very complex. And I think for a lot of people, it's a difficult read. Definitely was for me the first time I went went through it. But it's really important to understand how, you know, neurologically, how that mindset of our perception of ourself really plays out in our lives because we create a habit of who we think we are. And if we don't break out of that habit, we are going to continue creating the same exact life when it's not the life that we want to live. And it, it, I'm so inspired by it. It, it. it reminds me every single day that who I am is just a story. And if I can break through that story, I can break through the life that I'm currently living to create a life that I actually want to create, which is, uh, I don't think it'll ever get old. It's so, it's exciting just thinking about it. It's like this whole concept <clears throat> helps people create the life they want to create. It's like, is there anything much better than that? Isn't that what we're all trying to do, create the life that we want to actually create? But it's like, when we live in that past, we're just caught on loop. We just, we're looping and it's just the same. And we, wow, when I used to be stuck in this, it's like, why am I still here? It's like, why does this keep happening? And as it shows up, that same life, it reinforces that's who you are. And that becomes more of your past. And then when you 
align yourself to your past, it becomes more who you are. Again, you act in that way again, and you just keep uh, doubling down on that version of yourself. And it is, it's breaking free. And Joe Dispenza is a phenomenal person to dive more into this. For anyone who's listening right now, who this is like piquing your interest, or you're not quite really understanding what we're even saying, or you love it and you want to go more into it, Joe Dispenza is someone who is incredible in this. He's the person who for sure opened my mind and allowed me to understand this. And when you can understand that and you actually put those things into play, your life will start to change because of course you're not going to live that same life that you lived in the past. Yeah. It's, it's so important. It, it just, cause awareness isn't enough. And uh, I think something that's really important with both books that I mentioned is the visualization aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people think about like, okay, I just want to have a vision board, right? I want to, I want to visualize what my life could be. But the important part that I've come to recognize, it's not so much about seeing the vision, but it's more about feeling the vision. Yes, Feeling where you want to be, feeling the kind of person you want to feel. If you see yourself as an anxious or unconfident person, what would it feel like to be confident? Like think of a couple areas in your life or past experiences that you've had where you were the most confident you've ever felt. And then when you visualize and really feel that feeling as though you're already there, it becomes a lot more normalized. And I think that's the most difficult part is when we when we see something like that next level of life that we put on a pedestal, it's uncomfortable. And if we don't become, you know, innately uh, comfortable with it, the more that we practice it, the more easier it'll be to stop pushing it away because we don't think it's meant for us, which is so important. Nice, man. So what a good way to understand that as we normalize that life for ourselves it becomes more of who we are. Because it's so true. If you can't see yourself there, how can you ever get there? Because if you can't see or feel yourself there, you literally can't get there. I love that. We live in a feelings universe. We do. Mm-hmm. It's and I'm glad we're jumping into this right now because this, this is huge. When you're trying to manifest or trying to bring anything into your life, on a, a new life or a new partner or anything, it's about feeling that feeling first. It is visualizing, and Dispenza talks about this a lot too. He's so great with this too. All right, it's closing your eyes, visualizing, not only seeing the thing, or like you mentioned before, not only just being aware of it. Like awareness is the first part of everything. You have to be aware and you have to know that this thing exists first in order for you to change it or, or do something different. And so that is the first key part, but that's not, like you said, that's not all that it is at all. That just gets you there. There's a lot more stuff to do after that. Um, and first having that awareness is huge, but then again, implementing those things, visualizing and feeling the feeling of you having that thing, of you being in that place, of you achieving that goal. And as you feel those things, you literally change the chemistry in your body, right? And you literally start to shift the reality that you live in because as you feel those feelings, you're going to start to attract those things to you more. And it's so true. And I've now discover this across many different books. And it's a beautiful thing when you are reading these books from all over the place and they're all touching in on the same things and they're all aligning and saying essentially the same exact thing. And the thing that all these books say is that it's not about your thought on it. It's not about your thinking. It's about your feeling, like you mentioned before. It's not just about, hey, you know, I want to make a half a million dollars this year. It is you closing your eyes and feeling the feeling of the joy, what that will do for yourself, your family, your livelihood, what good you can do in the world and feeling those feelings of making whatever it is, 500 grand, a million, whatever you want to do, whatever other goals you may have in life and feeling as if you already have it right now. It's everything, man. Are you aware of uh, Bruce Lipton? Have you dove into any of his work? Yeah. I He's recently great. had him on the podcast, uh, I think last week or two weeks ago or something. Amazing. And uh, it just, it brings me back to the fact that we we have programs and we're programmed to be a certain way, right? 95% of who we are is subconscious and the way we just act in the world. Of course, that's why I go back to the break in the habit of being yourself because you have this idea of yourself that you are being that creates your habits and your daily actions and everything else. And when we're not able to get that awareness or be able to feel as though something can be different, we're never going to make a difference. And I think the important part that, I don't know if I found this from Bruce Lipton or wherever it came from, but it's always stuck with me that belief drives behavior and behavior drives results and results go right back into your belief. And so that's why I go back to the the you can too, like mindset is if you don't believe anything, if, if you don't believe whatever it is, is possible, you will not behave in ways to make it happen. And that's the exact reason that most people don't make change in their life is because they don't believe it's possible. Like even getting Bruce Lipton on my podcast, 
most people don't reach out to him or other people because they don't think it's possible. And so they don't think I can get that guest on my show. And every time a podcaster comes up to me and asks me how I've got guests on my show, it's like, I did the work. I just put it in. I reached out. Did you even reach out? And most of the time the answer is no. And so it's just, it's a reoccurring loop Mm. for sure. And dude, so I want to talk to you two more just about what you have going on, right? So you're a personal coach, you're a podcast host. You started personal coaching when you were 17 years old. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and now you're 20, you mentioned before we hopped on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And dude, I, I do. I just want to give you at 20 years old to be having conversations with Bruce Lipton, Gary Brecka, all these other people, to surround yourself with that, uh, people like that. Again, to surround yourself with Nick Hutchison, who was on uh the podcast uh, as the last as the last episode to surround yourself with people like this at such a young age. First off, you're just putting yourself in the best place to succeed and the best place for you to grow and be the best version of yourself. So, like, that's awesome that you're doing that for yourself. And two, it's awesome that you recognize that at such a young age to put yourself in this sort of a situation and surround yourself with this with these sort of people. So, it's just man, a lot of love for you for that for real. For, to be doing this right now at such a young age is incredible. You have so much life ahead of you and you're just putting yourself in such a good place to achieve the goals that you want to achieve, to do the things that you want to do. And we really, the people we surround ourselves with, and I know your podcast, you know, guests, you're not surrounding yourself with them every single day, but there's still people you get to have conversations with and surround yourself with for half an hour, an hour, whatever the time frame may be. And to be for you to get that sort of insight firsthand from these people to talk to them directly is such a gift. And I'm sure that you know that, but I just want you to like, you know, really, really know at your age what an incredible fucking gift this is, man. It's like unreal. If I could have had that at 20, you know, and I'm grateful I have it now. Absolutely. It's a beautiful I, thing, man. Yeah. I, I appreciate that immensely. Uh, and I'm, I'm right with you on that where it doesn't matter if I'm meeting with them. You know, I, I ever now and again, I'm doing two episodes a week uh, interviews. So it's just more people, more podcasts, more, more conversations with great people. And it's like we spoke about earlier, it's the energy, right? Like I haven't done many in-person interviews. I haven't done any inter- in-person interviews yet. And so when that comes, it's just going to be another experience of just different energy and being surrounded by people like Gary Brecka and so many other amazing humans and hearing good things about the podcast and stuff like that. It's just, I wake up every day thinking I'm still the guy in the car kind of thing. Right. And so it's just a, I feel like a veteran and I also feel like I'm just getting started at the same time. Cause it's been three years almost for both the podcast and coaching. And it's a, yeah, it's crazy, man. I'm I'm surreal every day. Most days. Good man. How did you, how do you feel like you've grown the podcast to have guests like that? It's like, like, what are you doing? Right. You said it's a uh, top 1% global podcast. How do you feel like you achieved that? 213 episodes posting every single week for almost three years. Um, you know, re- no one sees the reaching out to guests every single day, seeing, uh, following up every few months, you know, like being in YouTubers comment sections, like dude, just putting in the work really. Um, there's no way around it. There's, you know, consistency is really important. I think just getting on a schedule, like uh, the question that a lot of podcasters ask is like, what's your definition of success? And the thing that I always go back to is my, my standard of my idea of success is my standards. If I'm showing up for what I said I was going to do, I am succeeding. My results do not matter. And so from the beginning, the idea of the podcast was I'm not thinking about where is this going to be in a year from now or, you know, what it could look like. Like the 1% was great, felt great for a couple seconds. And then it was like, okay, I still have to get a guest on next week. Like, I'm not even thinking about that. Right. Like (laughs) that's the, that's the only thing I think of. And I think you think of this as well. Like I think of podcasting, how it relates to life in the sense that many people want to get to a destination. And with the podcast, it's like the destinations every single week, meeting with a new guest. If the destination was ending it, that would be pointless because I, I want to continue to speak with great people. I think of that in life. So when I first started, I detached myself from the results and I got really intentional about the direction I was going in. Because if that's the only thing that I think about, well, I'm just going to continue to show up for my standards, just continue showing up. And every single week, there's going to be something else that's going to be released every single Tuesday, every single Thursday, you can look back for almost three years straight. It's, it's happening. It's, it's, it's there. Um, and so I think that's just it, man. It's just putting in the work and doing the things that people don't see. So wild, man, consistency always pays off. Always. It just does. You're just compounding on top of it every single day. And 
it may feel slow in moments. It may feel like you're not going anywhere in moments, but you always are. As long as you stay consistent, you will hit that goal. You will get to that place wherever you want to get to. Dude, giving you love for being so young and doing this, another, I think, big part of that is you are young doing this. Do you feel like, and like, I want you to be very real here, right? Because someone out there who is maybe your age, maybe younger, that may be terrified to do something like this. They may be like, oh my, how am I going to? So for you, do you have ever the idea of, wow, I, I'm young. I don't belong here right now. Or the imposter syndrome. And dude, I'm not saying that you should feel that way. You being 20, you do belong here. You do, or you wouldn't be here. It's just more, do you ever get that feeling? Do you ever like, shit, I'm, I'm literally imposter syndrome, or I'm just too young to be around these sort of people? No. Yes. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why though. Because I think this is important for people to understand. Whether it's they're younger than me or the same age or 20 years older than me. One of my first clients that I ever worked with was a 43-year-old woman that had a massive ATM business and we worked together to help her um, scale her book that she wanted to write. This is someone that had way more success than I had. I was 18 years old at the time. I had all the imposter syndrome in the world of how am I going to work with this person. And what I, what I came to realize is that the age does not matter. Um, and when I first joined the coaching program that I joined, I was the youngest person that had ever joined that program to this day of over a thousand coaches. So when we're hopping on calls every single week, you know, diving into how to be a good coach, um, diving into like how to provide value for other people, sales calls, all the all the the intricacies, I was the one that was raising my hand the most. Like when we had an opportunity to see how we can fix our social media, I was the first person there. When we had the opportunity to do role plays for sales calls, I want I want to raise my hand. I don't care if there's fifty people in the Zoom call. And because I, I dropped my ego and I allowed myself to understand that the only way to improve is to fail. And I see failure as feedback, right? So regardless of what it looks like, if you reframe failure as feedback, you're going to seek it. If you see failure as final, you're, you're going to avoid it as much as you can. And so when I realized that I joined a coaching program and I was the youngest person in that coaching program and every other person had imposter syndrome just like me, I recognized that it wasn't anything that had to do with my age. At first, I let my age hold me back. And then the older I the older I got and the more that I showed up for myself, the more I realized like I almost want to be 17 again because I can remind myself like that's a superpower that many people don't have. Like I'm the youngest person there, right? And so the older I get, the more I'm like, man, like I had such a cool opportunity the younger I was, right? So I think for anyone, and I had this conversation with Seth Godin on my podcast, I asked him about imposter syndrome because my perception of it is, and this is what I tell clients all the time, if you're not feeling imposter syndrome, you are not doing a good enough job because you're not getting in positions to be uncomfortable. And that's the only way to think about it. Like every single time I have a podcast with someone, there's right before the podcast, I, I, I have a feeling of imposter syndrome. Not even that like I shouldn't be here, but more so like this is a really cool person I get to speak to. I get this one hour. I don't want to mess it up. I want to take full advantage of this opportunity. And then I get on the conversation. And I'm like, this is a human. At the end of the day, this is a human. I can speak to that human. It's just a conversation. And so in anything, if you're not putting yourself in positions to be uncomfortable, um, you should feel imposter syndrome. And that's Seth Godin even said it on my podcast. Like He felt imposter syndrome coming on my podcast because it was the first time he ever spoke to me. Right. So anytime you're going to do something new, you're going to feel like an imposter because you've never done it. But doing it is what helps you overcome it. And it's not like it ever goes away. It's just more something, a, a, a relationship you have to build. I was hoping that we would get somewhere like that with that question. Yeah. Because that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, you're younger. That does, that it literally doesn't matter at all. You don't need to feel like you don't belong. You don't need to feel like you're an imposter. Mm -hmm. The thing is a lot of people and you mentioned that too feeling like an imposter and like that's the thing a lot of people do feel that way. So that's why I wanted to hear your mindset on that idea. So that people your age, my age, it doesn't matter who feel the same exact way can start to shift their mindset towards that feeling of themselves. And I like that idea that like you're an imposter in anything before you actually do it, right? It's you, like you mentioned, it's you doing that, that makes you not an imposter anymore. That actually gives you the experience of you doing that thing. Yeah. So that was huge. That's so important. I think in life for people who feel like they don't belong somewhere or they're not good enough to be at this place or those just, again, limiting self-doubting thoughts that can creep up, but that in many situations can stop us from achieving the goals that we want to achieve or doing the things that we want to do. Like if you had let those things sink into you, you may have never, ever started a podcast. You may have never been a coach, right? So it's that mindset of getting excited really to be an imposter, getting excited 
that you do have that feeling because that means you are doing things that make you uncomfortable. And from that always comes growth, always. Absolutely. The the one thing I want to say to that is I always think about the end of my life because I lost a lot of family growing up. So my father and uncle both passed away at 37 and my grandfather passed away just a few months before his retirement. So worked his entire life to not even enjoy the retirement that everyone thinks that they look for. I don't understand the idea of retirement. I think work, if you find something you enjoy, you're never going to want to retire from it. It's just like the podcast, right? And so, and I've been able to speak to people like Bruce Lipton and and uh, um, so many other people that are just in their 70s and 80s that are just, I've never seen someone more happy and excited to do the thing that they're doing. And that just inspires me to remind myself that it's possible to do that as well. But the thing I think about is when I get to the end of my life, would I rather say I'm glad I did or I wish I had? And I'm always going to say that I'm, I, I wish I said that I'm glad I did. And so regardless if I fail or I succeed or whatever I define as failure or success, I'm going to wish I, I did more things because at the end of the day, that's what life is about. It isn't staying comfortable. And I think that that puts it into perspective every time you're afraid to do something. Would you rather say I'm glad I did or I wish I had? And so that just puts it into perspective always. It's like that feeling of being uncomfortable or nervous. It's like switching your thought towards that feeling and being excited and being grateful for that, right? When we can be grateful for feeling like an imposter, if we can feel grateful for being super nervous about something instead of being on the flip side of that, of like, oh my God, I'm so nervous. I'm going to fail at this. This is terrible. I'm not going to be able to succeed. Oh my God. And our mind just rushes with those thoughts. When we can shift it to something more positive, our lives will always change. I think about that. When you can look into that situation, look deep into it, into that posture syndrome and be excited about it instead of fearful of it, think about how much more you can achieve in the things that you can do. Yeah, it's 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 changing the story. Exactly. Literally. Change your thoughts, change your life. It's the most beautiful few words that helped shift my life too. Change your thoughts, change your life. That's exactly what it is. Your reality that we live in right now is made up of your thoughts and the way you feel about them. You mentioned about your father and your um, uncle. And then, so when you reached out to me and uh, to, you know, potentially be a guest on the, on the podcast, you had mentioned them in the email that you had sent to me. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's one of the most beautiful things that we can do in life when we take hardship, pain, and uh, tragedy. And I mean, I don't know if it gets more um, tragic and, and painful than death, honestly. So when we can take those things and uh, we can use them as tools and things that can help us be better and help us grow and, and help us put out more positivity and more goodness into the world to not only help ourselves, but to help others and the consciousness of the planet. Um, and what you, I don't mean to blow up your email. Um, You're good, brother. But one of the things that you said after letting me know that they had both died at 37, I realized the power of intention when it comes to creating a life you love and that we have so little time. Um. So it is, man, you know, you took a really difficult thing in your life and you were able to transform that. And this is the thing, we can have a very difficult situation like that, still feel the immense pain that's created from it. Also at the same time, shift into something positive that we can create from this thing. So many times we think if it's like something positive that the heartache and the tragedy can also exist there, it's both. We always think it's like one or the other. It's like, well, if you created this from that, you couldn't have been that upset about it or couldn't have affected you that much. It's like, no, you can go to your lowest point. And that so many times is where the best of us can come. And it's happened countless times on this podcast that people's biggest, their toughest moments and times in their lives were the catalyst to led them to being exactly who they are right now and to achieving all the things that they achieved. And essentially like the reason why they're on the podcast, it's like, that thing allowed them to be this person and the success that they have right now. So I just want to first commend you and give you some love for that too, for turning an insanely difficult situation that I, that I can't even imagine uh, and using that to fuel yourself and to put good out into the world. Um, so I want to just talk to you a little bit about that. Like what that, you know, I, we don't need to go too deep into the experience of that, but how, you know, your mindset during that time to shift it into something positive um, and just kind of how that happened. How did that spark? How did this really difficult time spark something in you to create more good in the world? 
Yeah. I think the first thing I want to touch on is, like you said, it's it's not good or bad. There isn't, most things aren't binary. There's usually a spectrum to things. And um, I'll say this, when my father and uncle passed away, I was young. Like, of course, I'm still young, but uh, I, I was real young to the point where I, it didn't have too much of an impact on me at the time because I didn't really understand the detriment that it would lead to. When my grandfather passed away, it definitely hit a lot harder because it was, you know, he was just about to retire. We uh, we were all going to go on a family trip that we'd never gone on and he passed away. And so we all went on the family trip without him, like in his name kind of thing. But it, it stinks because, you know, it just really puts it into perspective. A lot of people get to the end of their life regretting the life that they they could have had. And so the thing that comes down to me is when it really, my mindset shifted on it was COVID really. Um, because you, uh, by myself, we're all locked inside. You don't really have anything but to sit with your thoughts. And at the time, I didn't really have great thoughts about myself or about life. And I always go back to um, this idea of changing the questions you ask yourself, because I truly believe it is the most powerful thing in the world. Um, there was a moment in my life when I asked, instead of asking, why is this happening to me? Because I had the mindset of a victim as everyone, most people grow up with the mindset of a victim, whether they're conscious of it or they're not. Most people go throughout their entire life really thinking that way. And so instead of asking, why is this happening to me? I asked, how is this happening for me? Changed the direction of my life because it gave me a different answer. Because when we really put it into perspective, you have to think like your, your brain is kind of like chat, chat GPT. If you give it a prompt, it's going to give you an answer. We're just giving ourselves terrible prompts. And so I asked that different question and I got a different answer. How is this happening for me? Well, um, maybe it's helping me live with more intention because I realize that time is so precious. Maybe it's helping me show up in the world differently because uh, I can help other people recognize that reality, right? And so just realizing that and putting it into perspective and something that always comes back to me is um, we are all here. We're all different. We all have our innate purpose for being here. Maybe people don't believe that, but at the reality of it, we're all different for a reason. And so if I don't put my innate gifts into the world, I'm doing a disservice to people that need my help. And I realized that with coaching. And so if I didn't put myself out there and, and put myself in a position to help other people, well, they'd be suffering longer. and that always hurts me because the more that I I wait back, it's like, you can't let your self-doubt stop you from helping people. And at the end of the day, are you really going to let your your insecurities hold you back from helping people that need your help? That was one of my uh, big takeaways that I got from one of my first mentors. And so it was just realizing that and coming to that 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 realization and helping people through the power of questions, whether it's through the podcast or coaching, um, that most of the time, it's, it's hard to see the picture while you're in the frame. And many people are living in that way. Mm. I like that. You just ask yourself a different question. It's, it's That's it, dude. That That is the number one thing. Because like this, the simplicity in that is that it does, it just, it shifts you. It just shifts the railroad tracks somewhere else in another direction that can take you somewhere else. And then in that different thought, you create a new reality, you create a new feeling, you feel different about that situation. And then again, kind of tying to back to what we talked about before, you're not caught in that same loop. You're not mm -hmm. caught in that same victim mentality or whatever it may be. Victim mentality is a very real thing. Like you mentioned before, I, I, we're programmed, I think, to be victims. So you have to break that on your own. And that's like a huge thing in life too. Like no one's going to do these things for any of us. You have to do these things on your own. You have to, you know, first is awareness again, right? You have to listen to podcasts, read books, do certain things like that. Have that awareness and then start to make those shifts uh, that you can make in your life. And one of the big shifts, again, is changing your thoughts, asking yourself different questions, doing things like that so that you can start to change the trajectory of where you are going so that you can live that different life that you want to live. Um, and to ask yourself different questions to pull you out of that, man, to be like, instead of like, why did this happen to me? But like, how is this serving me? What what can I, you know, how can this expand my awareness? Where can I go from this? Just feel literally how expansive that feels when you have that thought. When you're yeah. like, why am I, why did this happen to me? I literally can feel like a mental cap in my brain of just like a ceiling and you're shut. Mm -hmm. And then when you can say, well, what awareness has this brought to me? How can this be a service to me? It opens up literally. It just, it literally opens you up to more thought. When you have the first thought, it, that, that is a closed off thought. And when you have the other ones, it opens things up to the next thought, to the next and to the next. Yeah, we, we ascribe meaning to things without even really recognizing it. Like I ascribe the meaning that this was a bad thing in my life. And so I'm going to, my mind, my reticular activating system is going to look out in the world and try to reinforce that belief. But if I can take on a different belief like this, this the meaning I ascribe to it is a whole different meaning that this is helping me rather than hurting me. 
my brain's going to do the exact same thing. It's going to look for ways to reinforce it. And I, I, man, I, I always go back. Like, I wish we were taught this stuff in school because I learned so much in school that never, never made it out. But all this kind of stuff where you really change your life by changing your mindset, like sounds really, you know, service level, but it is the foundation of the direction of your life, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could talk about that, the, the whole school thing for like a while too, because oh, yeah. like that is just, imagine in school if we were taught to first understand your feelings right? Like most adults don't know how to regulate their emotions. Most. And like, I'm one who's still figuring it out. And I'm not saying that I have it figured out at all, you know, but it's like, there's a lot of us who do not imagine if school, if we were taught about our emotions and our feelings, how to feel them, how to sit with them, how to be with them. If we were taught that our thoughts create our reality, all these different things, that'd be a really beautiful place. Um, Hopefully one day. And you know what? Schools like that are being created. Things like that are happening. The um, the world is awakening for sure. And even having conversations like this or even a thought like that just shows us that we're going in that direction, which is awesome. Absolutely. But I want to ask you something. I wanted to ask you this in the beginning of the conversation, but we kind of just went where we went. It's very simple. What is something in life right now that you are grateful for? Waking up, man. Like, dude, I I, I wake up every single day. We just full of gratitude. After I eat breakfast every morning, I go on a walk and just express gratitude for every single thing that I can express gratitude for, whether it's the clothes on my back, the food that I just ate, the opportunity to speak with great people today. Like it is a, it's become a habit every single day. I don't write down my gratitude, but I express it. And I really feel it in that way. Um, Something I'll tell everyone to do is go on a walk without any headphones and just be with yourself because that's some of the hardest things for people to do, especially when we have a phone at all times. But man, it's been a transformation. It's it just it's transformative for sure. Uh, just mm. that habit in itself. But I can go on and on about gratitude, man. Honestly, <laughs> are you practicing? Are you doing that every single day? Every single day. And every then, so day. is that your reminder to practice gratitude when you're out on that walk? Yeah, because like for many people, they have tough time, you know, with habits. I find it if you have it stack, like after breakfast, I automatically go on a walk because one, I want to help my digestive system and it just creates an easier way to reinforce the habit of expressing gratitude. Um, Cause some people don't have food. Some people don't have water to drink like that in itself. You can write it down and whatever, but when you actually feel it, there's a whole difference. As we spoke about earlier, everything's feeling. Mm. When you practice, I, that's awesome that you practice gratitude every single day, like unreal. Every- that's seriously that you're doing that. And it's when you practice gratitude every single day, you do drastically start to shift your reality because literally your mind, this is the most powerful thing that I discovered in having a daily uh, gratitude practice. And I'm sure you've experienced the same thing. Kind of like what we're touching on already is that when you practice gratitude every single day, your mind in moments will start to your subconscious mind we'll just start to see the gratitude in things like where you never saw them before. And a lot of times when we are practicing gratitude or someone who's thinking about something they're grateful for, we have to initiate that thought. We have to say, okay, like, what am I grateful for? Now let me think about that thing. When we practice gratitude every single day, you will start to just have those thoughts of gratitude without intentionally having to actively think about them. They will just come to you. In a moment, you'll just see something as, as grateful without you even trying. Like literally, it's the that is the craziest thing. I'm I'm speaking at an event in January, and this is what I'm talking about is gratitude, gratitude practice, how gratitude can help you manifest your dreams, all these things. But really, the most important thing is, is that piece that it just seeps into your subconscious. And without you even trying, you start to see gratitude everywhere. Like Unreal. Something that I I often think about is, and I I put this into perspective. For many people, they're trying to get to a destination, right? They 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 look at wherever the next thing they want to achieve is, and they put it on such a pedestal that they see themselves as the person that's almost there, and so they never get there because they keep it an arm length away. The thing that I think about when it comes to that is, when I started my podcast in my car, I wasn't thinking about having conversations with people on you know on Zoom. I was thinking about every single day just doing that right? Like I wasn't projecting to the future of where I could be because I was seeping and really being in the moment of where I'm at right now. Because the thing that I think about is it's it's not if it's going to happen, but it's more so when it's going to happen. And when you have that mindset, you just show up consistently for the things that you want to achieve. And you're grateful for where you are because you know that's not where you're always going to be. 
And it's like uh, the mindset of like smell the roses more. 99% of people when they get to the end of their life, they wish that they did that. And I don't want to get to the end of my life thinking, I wish I was more present in where I'm at because I know that where I want to be is will be my will be my future if I just am where I'm at. And I think that's a really big thing is a lot of people just have really short-term perspectives on life. Like they're thinking about today, tomorrow, the next day. Um, and they're not thinking about where they're going to be in five years from now and just actually recognizing that that is a reality. It is going to happen. So let me be where I'm at right now because that next thing is is going to be exciting, but then there's always going to be something else that's coming up next. And it never ends. There's no destination. It's just a destination getting you to the next destination and mm. it just keeps going. For real. And dude, so I want to ask you too about the coaching business too, right? Anyone out there listening right now that's like, I'd love to uh, touch base with James, kind of see what he has to offer. Um, what are what are some of the services that you're offering to your clients? Like, how does, does that go? You know, is there like, I'm sure obviously an initial conversation where you're just meeting each other, but then like, is it weekly? Is it bi-weekly? Like, if someone right now is interested in potentially reaching out to you to be their coach, just give us an understanding of what of what someone can expect. Yeah, 99% of the time it's weekly. Um, I actually have a client right now where we, make, we meet every three weeks um, just because we've been working together for almost a year now. And so it's just... We want to keep that going, but it doesn't need to be every single week now because uh, we've we've solidified a lot of habits and a lot of things that we want to move forward with. The thing that I always think about is sometimes you need someone to believe in you more than you believe in yourself. Yeah. And I've recognized that with a lot of coaching as well, where you're in your head a lot for 99% of people. And I even spoke with this. I don't know if you know who uh, Dr. John Deloney is. Um, definitely look him up. I think you'd be someone you'd love to have him on the podcast. He came out with a book recently um, called Building a Non-Anxious Life. He's a, a Ramsey personality. And he was speaking about it on the podcast. And I asked him, like, how do people overcome anxiety? Do you think that people can do it on their own? And he goes, yes, but realistically, everyone needs an external perspective. Uh, because we're always in our head. And it's really difficult for us to, again, see the picture while you're in the frame. If you are in it, how can you be able to understand the challenges that you're dealing with? Like a lot of people learn the same lesson over and over and over and over and over again because they're dealing with the same thing because they don't see a different path. It's like you can be going straight forward and sometimes you just need a, a couple steps to the right to move forward and actually get past that wall that's straight in front of you. And so mm -hmm. that's what I want to help people with is really helping them get past, you know, a lot of the things that they might not even be able to see that the, the way that they're, they're standing in their own way. Um, but yeah, it's usually one-on-one -on -one coaching. Uh, we meet every week. Uh, the, the, minimum I like to work with people is six months because that's where you really solidify like a different kind of perception of yourself. A lot of, you know, I've worked with people for three months and stuff like that. And you just can't really solidify it after we're done working together. You don't get the things that, you know, that's going to sustain you for a long time. And I always say to clients that the one thing I care about is sustainability. Like if we get done working together and you don't have those habits or routines or whatever it may be solidified, I didn't do my job. And so that's why I worked together for a longer period of time. Uh, what are you trying to do here with this? Like in Every single conversation, in every moment that you're prepping to help somebody, what is like, what is the in you, in your soul, what are you trying to do and help uh, with these people? I want people to understand that the reality that they want to create for yourself is a possibility. And the one thing that's holding you back from doing that is a story that you tell yourself that it's not possible. At the end of the day, there's so much more. And that's why, like, when you ask me about gratitude, it's like, Dude, I, I think back three years ago for the person that I was is an entirely different human. Like there's a the quote that like, um, every man has two lives and the second one starts when you realize you only have one, right? But I almost feel as though that mindset can be transferred to when you recognize that the life that you have been living as is not who you are. Because I lived my life for most of my life as an unconfident person, a person that just played the shadows. Um, you know, the I wasn't the main character of my life, you could say. And as soon as I recognized that, I am the the main character of my own life was the the moment that I recognized that me being seen, putting myself in a position to be vulnerable was the exact thing that I needed to do to help other people in their life. Um, because if I didn't believe that I was worthy of it, how can I help other people believe that they're worthy of it? Um, and so it, it's just a, a thing that I wake up every single day blown away that what I get to do and how I get to help people, that that's what I get to do for a living blows me away. Um, so I don't think that'll ever get old for sure. <laughs> Dude, how do you think you had these shifts in thought? Like, how did you start your gratitude practice? How did you have these little just shifts that have made you realize who you are, that you don't need to live as that version of yourself? Were they books? Were they podcasts? Were they some of the guests you've had on your podcasts? I think the 
books are really important because they help you the the awareness. It's the first step, right? But then the action has to come into play. And so the books were the thing that, because dude, I went through my entire life not reading one single book. And I took so much pride in that throughout high school. Like I did everything that I could to not read because it wasn't books I enjoyed. I didn't gain anything from them. They weren't giving me anything in my life. And then I left school and I started reading books that actually had an impact on my life and changed my perspective, my perspective in the world. And then I just got addicted to it, right? And I haven't read many books this year, funny enough, because I'm just focused on taking action because I don't need the awareness for certain things anymore. So I think the first step, the awareness is from books. And then the action is what creates the confidence. Um, every single day, I, I wake up about 5.30 every day. And the first thing I do is hit the gym because I'll give you an example. Today was leg day. I think 99% of people don't really enjoy leg day. Um, and I look forward to it because it's the most challenging workout that I have. I have the most, uh, my trainer that we work together, I have the most uh, reps, I have the most sets, I have all of that kind of stuff on leg day. And so when I wake up in the morning and I I hit nine reps instead of 10, I know the direction of the day is going to go. But if I hit 11 instead of 10, I know that that's going to just trickle down effect into everything else in my life. And so the gratitude habit, the the gym, uh, working with clients, even hiring coaches. I have multiple different coaches in different areas of my life just holds me accountable to the kind of standard that I want to set for myself. And that's why I say my idea of success is just my standards. If I'm doing what I said I was going to do, at the end of the day, I'm going to feel good about myself. The results do not matter because I know that it's a when, not an if. Hmm. When you know it's a when, not an if, you can live with so much more peace because hmm. when you know it is when it's a when, you know, even though today's tough, even though today maybe went to shit, maybe you did nothing to the level that you thought you were going to do them at, that can really tear you down if you don't know that it's just when. If you think in that moment, if this is going to happen, that can just erode us and deteriorate us so, so much. So that right there too, that shift in thought, not if, but when. And on those really hard days, you'll realize how much that actually can serve you because you're like, hey, this is just one of the days. I know it's going to happen. This is just a part of the journey. Like that thought instead of, oh, this is the end of the journey for me. This is it. Ugh, is this going to happen? Probably not. Right. It literally is. And that I'm glad we're touching on that so much. I think like in this conversation is our thoughts and how we're perceiving ourselves and reality. And when we know that it is us standing in the way, most of the time, pretty much every time, really, it's us. Yeah. It was like standing in our way from achieving the goals we want to achieve because of our own thoughts about who we are, what we can do. One of the things that I'll just throw out to everybody, when you are starting to have negative self-limiting thoughts about yourself, what really helped me in this is meditation. So it could be meditation for somebody else, it could be something else for them. But for me, it was meditation that really helped me with this where when I start now to have a negative thought, a self-limiting thought about myself, that is the red flag that goes off in my mind. I'm like, hey, you don't want to have that. Like this thought doesn't serve you. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's first the awareness of being aware that you're even having that thought that you don't want to have anymore. Right? Like that's that's such a big part of it. You can keep thinking over and over and over again. Like, is this, if this is going to happen, if, and you don't even realize that there's another thought that you can have of not if, but when. And then, so it's recognizing those thoughts. And then when you start to have that negative thought of, oh, is this ever going to happen? If, if, if realize that thought does not serve you. Like, does that thought make you feel good? It doesn't like, it just doesn't, you know what I mean? And when we can have those moments and those thoughts that feel negative, that don't make us feel good, having the awareness that that thought first exists and being like, okay, cool. I see you. I do not want to have that thought. That thought does not serve me. So it's that awareness. And then it's taking action, like you mentioned, and then shifting that thought into something new. Literally going from, if this is ever going to happen, to shifting that thought to like, ooh, when? This is going to happen. It's just a matter of when. When you have that mindset, you when you have the belief, the behavior changes. Because a lot of people are interested, but they're not committed. And that's the that's the that's the big shift I want to help people understand. And one thing, and I recognize that when I invested into myself, man, I had I invested more money than I had in my bank, and I, I put myself against the wall, and it was like, okay, well, now I have to make it happen. And that that moment in my life was helping me realize like the difference between being committed and being interested in something. I always thought about doing it, but thinking and doing are two separate two separate things. And something that comes up for me right now that you we've spoke about when it comes to gratitude is 
gratitude helps you see the opportunity in a challenge. And yes. I'll, I'll give an example of like a, something that happened to me recently. Uh, my car broke down, right? So I go to bring it to the uh, garage near my home. And it was $1,300 to get my, my car fixed. And I go, that sucks immediately, right? But <laughs> that, that's not the end of it. That's not the end of it. I drove it uh, for one day and, it, and the check engine light came back on again. One day. So I just paid $1,300, pretty much threw it away. And at the, at the, as soon as it happened, I thought, this sucks. This, there's nothing that I can gain from this experience at all. Like I automatically wanted to feel like a victim. Like, of course this happens to me. And when things like that happen, I put, I put it into perspective. And I always think if it's not going to matter in five months, why spend five minutes on it? And so I put that into perspective and I thought, how is this helping me? Let me just think. Well, it's helping me definitely have more patience. Definitely have more patience and just take a different perspective on the things that are challenging. Um, and when you're able to take a different perspective on the things that you feel like there is nothing that you can gain from, that happens in every area of your life. You will actively see more things in your life, even if you don't feel like there's anything you can gain from. In the long term, it will help you more than it will hurt you. And I think that's a, that at the end of the day, most people, it's just we have such a short term mindset uh, and such a past uh, kind of mindset that we think so much, we attach so much to our past that it holds us back from creating a future. It's like, you can't create a, a future based on who you are. Like if you were able to create the next level of life that you want to create, you would have already done it. And so you have to become a different kind of person to be able to do it. And that's, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter the external things that you achieve. It's like, who do I want to be? That's mm -hmm. what really matters. Exactly, it is. That's just how to help me shift certain things. It's like, these goals I don't want to achieve, these people who are doing those things, who are they being? Literally, that's what matters. It's like in your day-to-day, -day, the discipline, your every moment, it's like, who are you being? And in you being, that's when those things will just attract and come to you. You don't even got to do anything. You be the best version of yourself. You do these certain things and you will just start to attract these things to you because you are vibrating at a certain frequency that then attracts those things to you. It's just, that's like the laws of the universe. It's just the way that things work. It's like if I was to take my pen and drop it, it would fall to the ground. When you feel the feelings of these certain things and you put yourself on that same frequency, it's the law of the universe, law of attraction. You will just start to attract those things to you. You had uh, Coop Blacks on your podcast, right? Mm -hmm. I had him on a, a few weeks, a few months ago as well. And it just goes to like the, the idea of surrender. Like once you put yourself in a position to show up for the things and you just surrender to what life is instead of, because there's a big difference between chasing and attracting, of, of course. Like there's a big difference between chasing something and just moving towards it and just wanting, like having that ambition to go towards it. Because when you're chasing it, it's going to run away. Like it, whatever you want is just going to go away because you don't believe that you're worthy of creating it. And that's such a, such a massive, energy carries so much and people don't think too much about the energy of things. And it's transformative in mm -hmm. everything. Whether you want to make more money, you want to attract more opportunities, whatever it is, uh, it's it's a necessity. It's literally all energy. So once we can have a greater understanding and grasp on that, we have a better understanding of the universe and how things work and how we can achieve the things that we want to achieve. Buddy, yes. Dude, this has been great so far, honestly. <laughs> it's so funny and honestly amazing to hear that in the past you weren't this version of yourself. You know what I mean? You just doubted yourself more, a little quieter. It's just like, it's beautiful to see that anyone can change in any moment, right? If you had kept identifying with yourself as that version of yourself, then that's who you'd be right now. But you stopped identifying yourself as that limited past version of yourself. So then of course you shifted into this newer version of yourself. And it just, it's really cool to see. And I didn't know you back then, obviously, but just to see shifts like this that occur and happen, I think first awesome, to see that in somebody else. But most importantly, dude, you're setting the example. You know what I mean? It's like, you can say everything that you want to say, but it's like you actually doing the thing, that's what speaks the loudest. To be honest with you, most times, I don't give a shit about what someone says. Like I do, but I want to see you do that thing. You know what I mean? It's like, you can say all these things, but if you haven't done it or you're not doing it, those words are meaningless. There's not a lot of value and weight to those things. But when you're actually doing it, I'm just such a firm believer in that. When you're living the experience and you're doing what you say, those actions speak a thousand times louder than your words could ever speak. You don't have to say anything. You just have to do it. And you're going to attract so many more people to you that are going to need that as opposed to being like, hey, I did this and that and this. You're going to start to draw push those people away. But when you can actually just be that and live that, magically, you will just attract and bring more people towards you that can actually grow from that and that you can actually help. And I think that's the most crucial, important thing. Like there was this guy, Jesus, back in the day, I'm not getting religious at all, 
but this awesome guy named Jesus back in the day, and he just did what he did. That's what drew people to him. It was action. It was what you're doing in the moment that speaks insanely loud. It's like, I don't care. And this is interesting. I'm going to say this real quick. I don't care what someone's belief is. Like, I do not at all. Well, people say, like, what do you believe in? Like, what's your belief? Like, are you Catholic? Are you Buddhist? Whatever. Like, what, like, what do you believe in? We start asking people, who are you? Not what you believe in. It doesn't matter what you believe in, because what you believe in may be one thing, but who are you? How are you showing up every single day? Right? You could say, hey, well, I'm, you know, I'm Catholic or I'm religious. And you could be one of the worst people that exists in the world. So who cares that you're religious? Who are you being every single day? That's actually what truly, truly matters. That's what life is. That 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 is what life is. Is is <laughs> sorry, that's my dog. Um that's good. That's who you're being every single day. That that's what creates your life is who you are being every single day. We are human beings. We're not humans. There's a big difference there. Mm, Massive yes. difference there. Yes. Who are you literally being? That is every single day. It's not what you're doing. It's about who you're being. Absolutely. Buddy, before we wrap things up, I want to ask you the question and ask every single guest on the podcast. Um, I always preface it in a similar way that the purpose of Spread Love Movement, the podcast of just who I am as a human going to speak, it is to help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to a place that is more loving and kind and peaceful and um, vulnerable and more authentic, um, a consciousness that is more one, literally a consciousness where we just love each other more. Like, what are we doing? Like, seriously, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm over this, to be honest with you. I'm like, so over with how we treat each other. Um, we need to just love each other more. I mean, it's literally that simple. Just like, understand when I hurt you, I'm hurting myself. We're all contributing to the same consciousness of the planet. What are we doing hurting each other all the time? Ah, all right. So I can just release that little burst of energy from myself. Um, <laughs> so James, how do you feel like every single day in the work that you're doing or who you're being that you are helping contribute to this sort of a shift of consciousness? I think it is being, as you said prior to this, even is like being completely authentic and genuine in who you are. And that's all you wanted this podcast. And I'm like, that's the only way I can show up. And just showing up is that. Um, is the best way I can do it. And just showing up in the world, whether that's through the podcast or Instagram reels or coaching or whatever it comes down to, like if I'm showing up and putting my innate gifts into the world, um, that's all I can do. Um, and of course, hopefully that leads a, a, an everlasting impact on other people that will have an impact on those people as well. And dude, I'm, I'm right with you on it where I feel if the world was more conscious as a whole, it would be easier to all be one as it is. And it's like, it goes back to the, you know, everyone learned and when you're in, in kindergarten, it's like treat others how you want to be treated. And at the end of the day, so many people are projecting their own problems on other people and projecting their challenges on other people. And just, there's a lot of just suffering that a lot of people place upon themselves, And it's hard to help anyone else when you can't help yourself first. And so just hopefully through me becoming a better version of myself, other people can be inspired and hopefully become the best version of themselves. And that's a trickle down effect. Amazing. Beautiful. And that's what it is. You becoming the best version of yourself. It's not even you, us talking about becoming the best versions of ourselves. Like, yes, this is a part of it, of course. of course. But when you show up, James, every single day, being the best version of yourself, people are like, oh, shit, James, he's doing something over there. Like, mm -hmm. that's what starts to pique peak people's interest. That's what gets them going on a similar path is seeing you do something and them seeing a light in you. Uh, come from you, them saying you smiling more. There's like a lift in your spirit. You know, there's this shift that is undeniable in who you are and how you change. And as people seeing that, that pique their interest again, that say, hey, maybe that'd be something that would be nice for me. Let me explore this a little bit. And that's everything, man. So that was awesome. I thought I just, there's no wrong answer ever with that question. Um, but I thought that was just like a very beautiful response. And it's so true, man. You're just being the best version of yourself. One, and then in that, helping others in the same sense. Just awesome. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't feel good about themselves when they're by themselves. And so they project a lot onto other people. And so when you, it's why like you go back to, if you're doing what you said you're going to do for yourself, you're going to want to help other people. You're going to want to help other people show up better for themselves because you feel secure within yourself. Mm. Um, so at the end of the day, hopefully someone gets something from this podcast because I definitely had an amazing conversation. You're such a great host and 
uh, man, I'm, I'm grateful for the impact that you're leaving on the world because we all have our own impact and own mission that we want to bring to people. And yours is absolutely needed, man. So thank you for having me first and foremost. Of course, man. That was awesome. I appreciate that so much. Thank you for saying that. Awesome. Uh, um, and James, before we cut out, if you can please let everyone know where they can reach you online, social media, um, if people want to listen to your podcast, that they want you to be your coach, just all of those good things so that people can contact you if they need to. Absolutely. Uh, the You Can Too podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you find your podcast, I'll be there. Um, and then James Brack and IV pretty much on any platform. I'm mainly on Instagram for the most part. So if you want to shoot me a DM or whatever that looks like, I'm, DMs are always open, always looking to connect with great people. I mean, that's how we connected and everything else. And emails are great too through that way. But yeah, man, just once again, thank you so much for being such a great host. It's, it's great to be here. Uh, I don't feature on many podcasts. And so every time I get the opportunity to do so, it's always inspiring. Because of course, as you know, as a podcaster yourself, sometimes it's like a, it's just a whole different experience when you're actually the guest. So I appreciate you for having me, man. Of course, man. It does feel very different when it gets switched on you, right? When you're the <laughs> Yeah, especially when you're doing it every single week. You know, you're meeting with people like just talking about them. It's so different. So different. Mm -hmm. Well, honestly, man, I'm glad you got to come on. So thank you for taking the time. And I'm glad we got to showcase you instead of you always showcasing somebody else, man. Because, dude, you're a beautiful person. Literally, you're so inspiring at 20 doing what you're doing. For real, man. It's like... I feel so happy for you. I feel like such a love for you. It's awesome uh, for someone like you to be doing what you're doing. And again, really being at such a young age, and I'm sure you get sick of hearing at such a young age, man. But there's like, every time you hear that, like you mentioned before, I love that you said that before, you wish that you were 17 again because you were the youngest, right? So it's yeah. like, I've always been the youngest and I used to always love that. People thought, yeah, people thought that was like a bad thing. I'm like, keep telling me I'm young because look where I'm at being young. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, when I say that to you, that's that's like moments of endearment, man. And that's like just literally giving you just more like praise and respect that you are at this age doing what you're doing. Um, but really, I'm glad you got to come on. I'm glad we got to talk about you, your incredible podcast, your coaching business, the things that you're doing, your mindset, your perspective. Because at your age too, to have this sort of a perspective and mindset is insane. It's awesome. And to be able to show other people that this can exist at that age. Because if I was 20 listening to this, I did not have this sort of a perspective back then. Yeah. You would have literally opened my mind to be like, whoa, I can think this way at 20. So bro, thank you for being you. Thank you for being in service. Thank you for showing up every single day. And thank you for doing your best to become the best version of yourself and then being in service to others. Appreciate it. Fully received, man. Thank you. Of course, buddy. Yes, everybody, we love you so much. Check out James, reach out to him. Check out his podcast for sure. If you're looking, interested in having a coach, reach out to James. Absolutely. Love you all. Thank you so much for being here with us and spending this time uh, and just being present with us. Can't wait to see you all next week. James, I appreciate you again, buddy. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Yep. Bye, everybody. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please like, follow, share, subscribe, whatever you can do to help share this with the world. We put a lot of energy, effort, and time into creating this beautiful podcast with these incredible guests to help bring more awareness to the love that exists all around us. So if you can help spread some love, we'd really appreciate it. Love you.